Grace, mercy, and peace unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our text for our consideration today is the Gospel reading of Mark, uh, Hopeful Expectation. You may be seated. As we consider our lives, we have much that can cause us to despair. For some of us, we are plagued with sickness that cannot be cured. Or, at least if there is a cure, that cure is painful, tiring, and difficult to go through. For others of us, we may look to see how drastically our lives are different from this time last year. We may be having an extra empty seat at at the dinner table or an empty chair in the living room that was once occupied by our loved one. We may, not, we may have lost connection with our relatives over this past year. We may even have a situation that we never imagined ourselves to be in. With the bills stacking up, and our work environment possibly being a place that we dread, or simply wondering how we will put food on the table with this rising cost of living. All these things are reasons to cry out to God, what are you going to do? Where is the hope? Such tribulations that we face may seem insignificant to other things that are going on around the world. We see and hear of wars and rumors of wars, and we hear and see how people are living on the streets as the weather turns to be a little bit colder and the seasons change. We may look at our society and see how it has rejoiced in all kinds of evil from the degradation of marriage and family to the assaults on natural creation of men and women, male and female. All of these things and issues that our world faces today, we wonder, is there any hope? Where is the hope, Lord? And our gospel reading today discusses who and what our hope is. Our hope is not wishing that we would just die and that these things would just go away. Our hope is not in wishing that things would change, even though we may pray earnestly that God may change the circumstances or so soften the hearts that would lead to such God-pleasing ways. Our hope instead rests in the fact that Christ is coming and his word will endure. Jesus says in our gospel reading for today, but in those days after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Jesus does not promise that we will be kept from such tribulation or any sort of hardship. He promises instead that such things will happen. And in a sinful world, we ought to expect to truly know the effects of sin in its most tumultuous ways. Sin has always brought tribulation. When Adam and Eve first sinned, not only did sin enter the world through them and and corrupted them, but sin caused all of creation to feel its effects. Creation itself was and remains broken, and we as creatures in that creation feel sin's effects and know them all too well. 
We know them all too well with the destructive force that nature brings through tornadoes or even hailstorms. We know the scorching heat of the sun and the effects of too much rain. The tribulations come as a result of a fallen creation. And we are all too reminded of our own sinful condition when these things happen. Because when natural disasters come or something else occurs in our life that is beyond our control, that affects us, the first thing we ask to God is, what did I do to deserve this? What sin have I done, Lord, that has brought such tribulation upon me? When we are faced with tribulations, we are reminded with just how sinful we truly are. And in our sin, we are tempted to despair. But Jesus does not desire for you to despair. He tells us that such tribulations will come, but he does not leave you without any hope. He says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. In the midst of tribulation, we, when we know and feel the effects of a sinful world, Christ desires to comfort us by his word that does not pass away, that is eternal. Christ's teaching does not bend with the trends or the times of our age. His word is a solid rock which does not move and it does not change. His word endures forever because God is eternal and he keeps his word. When we know and feel the effects of sin and are even at our darkest moment, the Word of God shines forth with the brightness of the sun to illuminate the darkness and provide comfort to our weary soul. His Word points us to the work that He has done for us on the cross to forgive all sin in the Son, Jesus Christ. His cross is what is called and gathered His elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth, from the ends of heaven. Christ, through his word, encourages us through tribulations so that we may remain to have hope in a sinful world that seems hopeless. It is only by God's eternal word that the true hope can be found because it tells us that Christ will indeed bring this wicked and evil and tumultuous age to an end. He will not only end this world, but he will make it anew, restoring it to its glory as it was in the beginning. Too often we think and find hope in death or even in non-existence as preferable alternative to facing tribulations. But we are not to seek these things. What hope does death give? What does anyone gain for you not existing. While these things may seem like solutions, they are not good ones at all because they do not offer any hope. Hope gives optimism for the future. And as Christians, we are to be the most optimistic in a world that is very pessimistic. 
We have a future to hope for. A future where sin and its effects are no more. We have a Lord who is merciful and just, who does not hold our sins against us, who desires to take sin away. And we know that there will be a day when He will come and we will see Him coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And on that day, He will gather us in His kingdom. But in regards to when this day or this hour comes, we do not know. Only the Father knows. Not even the Son. Yet, we remain hopeful by being on guard and awake, anticipating His return. When we came When he came incarnate, no one was truly anticipating such a miraculous gift of mercy and love on that first Christmas morn. But his incarnation provided the greatest hope and the only hope for the whole world. And the world beheld him with their very eyes as he was laid in a manger, with angels singing his praises to shepherds in the fields and a star proclaiming his excellence to magi out east. So even in this late hour, our hopeful anticipation of our Lord's return, we continue to stay awake and remain watchful, just as a child remains awake and hopeful and watchful for the sun to dawn on Christmas morn, because he has something to hope for. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. And the peace that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.